Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. The JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Thank you to our producer holding it down tonight, Carlos Ortiz. I hope you're good. I hope you're safe. I hope you're well wherever you are. You could be at home, you could be at work, you could be on the road. Whatever you're doing, just thank you for listening. I'm going to be hanging out with you for one more hour. You can always tune into every second, every minute of the show on the free Odyssey app. Thank you to people tuned in live on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody, everybody listening on a smart speaker who feels that they're smarter than everybody, I guess. Hell of a night. A lot of it revolving around Monday night football. I know typically we get to some of these primetime games and they suck. This one was a good watch. Because it was a little bit of a slot fest. Turnovers all over the damn place. Buffalo Bills with four of them tonight. Two crucial penalties at the end of the game. Giving the Denver Broncos more life. And Denver beats Buffalo. In Buffalo, 24-22. to 22. The Bills fall to 5-5. Five and five. Denver now has a record of 4-5. and five. And to pile on for the Denver, or excuse me, to pile on for the Buffalo Bills, they have now lost four out of their last five games. Their defense is a mess dealing with injuries. Uh, Josh Allen now leads the NFL with 11 interceptions. He also leads the NFL in total. If you want to think about his uh, his turnovers, he has 14 of those suckers, and the schedule isn't going to get any easier for the Buffalo Bills. They got one game against the Jets, good for them, but then after that, Philadelphia, Kansas City, the Dallas Cowboys, the Chargers, the Patriots, another team that sucks, and then they got the Dolphins. And so a team that was supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl last year, a team that was supposed to be back in the mix this year, They're going to have to fight for it and go on a run. This was ugly all the way around. Josh Allen spoke to the media, and he made it very clear, short, sweet, simple, to the point. He says this loss, it sucks. It sucks. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. 
Um, it's a lot of bad football. A lot of bad football. Yes, it was bad all the way around. I mean, the, the, the first play of the game, or excuse me, the first series of the game, just ugly. James Cook had the ball, and he decided to go out there and just just give it away. I want you to listen to some of the actual play calls from the game tonight because it was uh, it's pretty bad. I told you about some of the, the, the turnovers. Yeah, James Cook turned the ball over, right? And then the Denver Broncos, all they were able to get out of it was an opportunity to kick a field goal. They weren't able to convert it into a full score. But then, following that, they got the ball back. Why? Because Justin Simmons got his hands on an interception that went off of Gabe Davis' hands. This is courtesy of the Broncos Radio Network. Listen to this. Allen changes the play, walks up to the line. Now back to the shotgun, trips wide side right. Now the inside receiver comes in motion. Allen takes the snap, looks right, throws the ball middle of the field, through the hands, intercepted! Through the hands of a receiver and intercepted, and that is Justin Simmons. Following that, we got another score. We went into the second quarter. Cortland Sutton was able to get on the receiving end of a seven-yard pass from Russell Wilson. This pushed the score to nine to nothing. You want to know why nine? Because Will Lutz missed the extra point. Listen. Play fake. Russ rolls left in trouble. Pirouettes continues to roll left. Throws the ball to the back of the end zone. Caught, but is he inbounds? Nope. They're going to say incomplete. Here comes Bill Vinovich. The runner completed the pass. Touchdown. Touchdown. Nine and nothing. Buffalo Bills were, were able to, to answer back. Nine to eight. They were able to convert. We saw two more field goals. And then by the time we went into the third quarter, the game was, was tied 15 all. You can thank Latavius Murray for a three yard run. I want you to listen to that right now. Here's the snap. Another give to Murray. And right down Broadway and into the end zone. Big Latavius in for a three-yard touchdown run. And finally, the drought is broken here. The game was 15-all in the third quarter after that Latavius Murray a touchdown run, as you listen to that, courtesy the Bills radio network. But the Bills still had problems holding on to the ball. Josh Allen at one point in time getting ready to hand the ball off to James Cook who fumbled the ball earlier. They couldn't even get the handoff correct. And my main man from the Broncos, Alex Singleton, was able to pick it up. Listen to this. Bills quickly to the line of scrimmage. P.J. Locke injured out for the rest of the game. Hand off to James Cook. It looked like he fumbled the football. He did fumble the ball, and I think Denver's got it. He looked like he had it, regained it, and then lost it again. And the Broncos have the ball again in Buffalo territory. Buffalo Bills couldn't hold on to the ball to save their lives. And so now the Denver Broncos have it back. And Javante Williams, he got a three-yard touchdown pass from Russell Wilson to take the lead to 21-15, to Denver over Buffalo. Listen to this. Now Wilson looks like he's checking here. Nope, 
It's a pass. He's got Javante wide open. Javante makes the catch. Washed into the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. 21-15 lead. Denver Broncos go for the extra point. And the Denver Broncos, they didn't want to win this game. They couldn't handle the damn snap on the extra point. Nothing out of it. The score is 21-15. to 15. The Buffalo Bills, they did not lead the entire game until one minute and 55 seconds left. It looked like it was going to be a miraculous comeback, an ugly victory for the Buffalo Bills when Josh Allen ran in a six-yard touchdown to take the lead 22-21. to 21. Listen to this. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. We're here with two minutes to go. Here's the snap, fakes the handoff. Allen looking for the end zone, going to run it to the left pylon. Touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen uses those big daddy long legs. Whoa, okay. Whatever you want to call them, big daddy long legs. All right, Bill's radio network. They sounded excited there now, didn't they? Well... All Buffalo needed to do was get a defensive stop on the final series, keep the Broncos away from kicking a field goal, and they would win the game. It looked like that was going to be the case, right? It looked like it for a minute. They sacked Russell Wilson, sent him backwards as he progressed on into their territory, and then they got a bailout. Sean Payton... Russell Wilson, smart as hell, they decided to basically con and trick Taron Johnston into a penalty. They threw the ball up short, pass interference to Jerry Judy, and they got a new lease at life. I want you to listen to this call, courtesy of the Broncos Radio Network. Russell floats one up. He's got Judy. Judy is there. That's pass interference. And here comes the flags on the 15-yard line. One, two, three flags. They tricked them. They conned them. They threw the ball up for a free play. They underhanded the ball. And they got a pass interference, a new lease at life. They were now able to set up for a game-winning field goal. I want you to listen to this. This is courtesy of the Broncos radio network. Now the Broncos on the field checking in. Clock is at 15 to 14. Broncos line up. It'll be an attempt on the 31-yard line, a 41-yard snap clock. 8-7 kick on the way from Will Lutz, and it is no good. Now what do we have here? We've got, I think they called timeout. 12 men on defense, five-yard penalty. Oh, my Lord. I saw Sean McDermott look like he was trying to call timeout. I think he realized he had 12 guys on the field. What a bailout by the Buffalo Bills. Will Lutz missed the damn kick, but the Buffalo Bills had 12 dudes on the field. And so you know what that means? He gets another chance at the kick. Let's take a listen to the final call, the game-winning field goal from the Broncos radio network. And this ball spotted Farhash at the 26, an attempt of 36 yards for the win. Lutz kicks it on the way, and it is good! The Broncos can celebrate 
because they have come to Buffalo and upset the Bills by a final score of 24 to 22. Let me recap this for you real fast. The Buffalo Bills had four turnovers in the game. They couldn't hold on to the ball to save their life. It was ugly. The Buffalo Bills finally take a lead, 22-21, to 21, with a minute and 55 seconds left on the clock. You just need the defense to get a stop. It looked like the defense got that stop, and then they got tricked into a pass interference penalty by Tyron Johnson. Basically, falls right into Jerry Judy. It's the most free of free plays you will ever see in your life. It worked. They then have an opportunity to kick the game-winning field goal. Denver misses the game-winning field goal, but uh uh-uh. Penalty. 12 men on the field. So not only a few seconds ago did you have the pass interference to set up the field goal, you now have 12 dudes on the field. A new kick, a second kick. This one, 36 yards, goes in. And Buffalo falls to 5-5. and They lose the game in ugly fashion. And their season? Their season might as well be lost too. Because it looks like this is a continuation from last year. You even now have Trayvon Diggs, the brother of Stephon Diggs, who only had three receptions and 34 yards receiving tonight. Trayvon Diggs is on Twitter talking about his brother needs to get the hell up on out for, of the Bills. I'm like, well, wait, what a way to butt in. After the game, Russell Wilson spoke to ESPN, and right away, Russell Wilson gave all the credit in the world to Sean Payton for how they were able to win that game at the end. Yeah, just telling them, that, hey, listen, we've got plenty of time. Get north, get as much as you can get, get first downs. We're going to get in field goal range and win the game. You know, you know, and so I think that the biggest thing is just guys, they're really believing. They're believing. We're believing in everything that we're doing. Uh, Coach Payton called an amazing game. He gave us a great chance to win this game. And uh, what a huge win. I mean, this environment's tough as can be. And we did it for Broncos country. And they could, well, he, Russell Wilson always missed the positivity. He continued on. I mean, they are now on a three-game winning streak. Uh, the last game before the bye, they beat Kansas City. The final score there, 24 to nine and so Russell Wilson he continued on by saying that our last two victories they're setting us up for the rest of the season listen to Russell Wilson well we know what we can do um we gotta come back to work this week um we're going against a team in the Vikings at home who's been playing some really good football we're gonna enjoy this win though we're gonna celebrate um you know we're gonna uh, have some fun and uh you know, this is this is a huge one. This is a good football team we just played, and uh, obviously the past couple of weeks we've been playing some really good good teams. Um, so to beat the Chiefs, beat these guys, um, you know, sets a standard of who we should be and who we can be and who we're going to be. Positive. I can't knock the guy for being positive. Sometimes he sounds so overly positive, says a whole lot of nothing. But tonight after this victory, they deserve it. And, I mean, they, they also tried to give the game away. Missing field goals, missing extra points, not being able to handle snaps. Just just ugly all the way around for Denver as well. But they come away with the victory. And, and man, their defense, after you get punched in the mouth by Miami 70-20, to 20, they've been able to, to kind of put their thumb down on some teams. Sean McDermott, he talked after the game about the turnovers, not holding on to the ball, this is what the Buffalo Bills head coach had to say. 
No, it wasn't good enough. You can't turn the ball over, period, let alone four times, and field position can't start at the minus 40 or whatever it was, minus 41. That's it's not good enough. Not good enough. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Jesus is calling from Tijuana out in Mexico. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Jesus? Yeah, brother. Uh, hello, Mr. Uh, Swagger. Where is your sidekick, uh, Mr. Scientist? <laughs> I love that guy, too. Uh, anyways, you're the, you're the best. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, the scientist. Anyways, uh, no, I just uh, I just love the game. Uh, I thought, is there any way that it could be a, a thing where they make them so close now? It's like, okay, uh, what's going on here? And, you know, it's all about, uh, like you said, injury and, uh, and, you know, get some sticky fingers and, uh, you know, execute. But, you know, sorry. No, no, that no, does that doesn't work. Uh, goodness gracious! It's the radio, man. You gotta watch your mouth. Do better. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. We're gonna take a break. We come back on the other side. I'm going to get some more of your calls. And then now that this week of the NFL is done, week 10 of the NFL season, it's a wrap. I do want to take some time, and I want to show love to a quarterback who is is shocking the league. One of the best performances I think we've ever seen. I'll tell you who it is. I'll get to your calls. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. CBS Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I've been listening since the first night you started. I remember the exact place I was, what I was doing. I didn't know who you were. I got a good listen that first night. I knew I was hooked, and uh, I've been listening every single night since then. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, now that this week is over, this NFL week, moving on to the next one. Can't wait for that to start. We got Cincinnati and the Ravens on Thursday. That'll be a good one. 
I got to show love to the team and the guy that beat Cincinnati on Sunday. It happens to be the Houston Texans. Something that they can actually be proud about. This team has been in the dumps over the past few years. You had fans who were just like, man, why am I even bothering to go to NRG Stadium to watch this crap? To see what? Davis Mills throw the rock around for what? I could stay in my house and do that and turn the set off when I feel like it. But the Texans now have a record of 5-4. and four. They beat Cincinnati 30-27. Matt Amendola came through with a 38-yard game-winning field goal. He's not even supposed to be out there, just signs of the team. And you got to show love to C.J. Stroud. Help set up the game-winning drive on the season for a rookie. 2,600 yards passing. 15 touchdowns and only two interceptions. This is a rookie. When you sit down and watch some of these other games, I don't know, with somebody like Zach Wilson, you try to understand and say to yourself, how the hell can this guy, this rookie, drive the ball down the field, but Zach Wilson can't even move the ball two inches, two feet? And so credit to C.J. Stroud. You know, there were conversations about his intelligence and stupid wonderlick tests and so on and so forth. And for a Houston Texans team that has needed a boost, needed a, 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 a push to make the fans actually believe in something, they have that. With Coach Ryans, and now you have that with C.J. Stroud, it's a beautiful thing when you can draft a quarterback and not have to worry about whether or not he is the, uh, the quarterback of the future. Good on them for finding this dude as the fans in Carolina go, oh, my God, how did we – We missed out on this, dude. We got Bryce Young. Actually pretty cool. C.J. Stroud, after the game, he talked about ignoring all outside noise and and criticisms of him and said, man, I I just love my family. Listen to C.J. Man, they they look me in the eyes and, man, I trust you with this moment, um, and that means a lot to me um, from left to right, man. A lot of meaningful ball has been played on um, different teams. This team, like, um, I think they were saying, like, man, it was like eight or nine games last year that came down to the wire like that, and I think we lost every single one of them. So the hope that we have in two-minute drill, like, that really goes for our coaching. Yeah, it goes for their coaching. Well, let me tell you this. Texans got Arizona up next. And I know Kyler Murray came through and and helped them win the game yesterday in his own return. I think the Texans are going to take care of them. I think the Texans are going to go six and four. I wouldn't have expected this. Who the hell is expecting this from a rookie QB? C.J. Stroud, the fourth rookie in NFL history to have at least 2,500 yards passing in his first nine starts. Pretty amazing what he's been able to do. I'm glad that Houston has somebody to look forward to and appreciate. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Mark is calling from California. Go on, JR. Um, Yeah, so CJ Shroud. I was just telling a buddy of mine because he doesn't really believe the hype. And they still lost four games. And I'm like, dude, he's a rookie. I mean, he's moved past offensive rookie of the year and if the season were to end today he'd be in the mvp conversation i mean outside of 
Sam Howell, who leads the league in passing yards, and Eric Benetemi has turned him into a competent quarterback. D.J. Stroud, right there as a rookie. And, I mean, outside of Joe Burrow, who I would argue is probably the best rookie we've seen in a while, this kid up there, man, he's doing it with, like, no receivers. I mean, he's got Tank Dell, Robert Woods, Noah Brown. He's elevating these guys, dude. It's like it, it's amazing to see what he's doing because, like, everyone was saying Bryce and him for years. Like you said, man, I mean, if Carolina got it wrong, I mean, that's – Bryce does not look very good. And I think Bryce has a better supporting cast, I think. So it's like – I don't know what to think about yeah, that. Time, time, time will tell. There's, there's no, and thank you, Mark, for calling from California. There's, there's no one-size-fits-all. And so if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, most certainly you got to be sweating the possibility that y'all missed it, that, that, that C.J. Stroud might be that dude in the NFL for the next 10, 12, 13 years, what have you, and that Bryce Young is going to be here today and gone tomorrow. Like there's a legitimate concern there. Am I going to close that book on Bryce Young tomorrow? No. I think you want to give him until next season to see what he can do because there ain't no one-size-fits-all. We haven't seen this from anybody. This is like a first what we have right now with C.J. Stroud. I'll also say this. I know people are talking about Joe Burrow. I feel that in Joe Burrow's rookie year, he was able to turn things on more so uh, towards the end prior to his injury. C.J. Stroud has been absolutely ridiculous in, in commanding the offense and moving the ball down the field since he started playing. This is nuts what he's doing right now. 855-212-4CBS. Mac is calling from Buffalo. You're on the JR Sport Show. What's up, Mac? Hey. How are oh. you? Oh, I'm good. About to follow this week. But I am coming from a different perspective, and I want you to have a little patience. This is from a sports psychologist's perspective. You know what happened with Josh Allen right before the season started? He broke up with his long, long-time girlfriend, and I believe she broke up with him. Stefan Diggs, coming from some personal people in Buffalo area, had some personal problems that impacted how he related to his team members. Are you still there? Yeah, you said you had a okay. lot to say, okay. so I'm trying and, to just yeah. make sure you... And then also, uh. I believe McDermott is going through something because okay. how can you put 12 men on the field at this vital area? And that's enough, really, in my sense, to really put him up for contention of being fired because he's okay. made some other mistakes throughout ever since... Um, not, well, not well, other Mac, things have happened, and I wanted to say something really well, quickly. Well, hold on. Go ahead. Thank you. We all have personal things to deal with. I don't mm-hmm. think Josh Allen has turned the ball over an NFL high 14 times because his girlfriend broke up with him. Well, I think if you knew, well, I've worked with. Well, that, no, no, well, well, that's okay. What is, what, is the last, what is the last thing that you wanted to say? The last thing I wanted to say, the athletes' personal lives can affect their performance on the field. In many Agreed. ways, and I do have experience with many athletes who have not that, been able to perform I, the way they could. I, I I would agree because they're human beings just like everybody else. Yeah. So I would agree with that. 
but I don't I don't know if the girlfriend uh, if he's thinking about the girlfriend when he's uh, missing the pass or the handover. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do, but not not for the whole season, Mac. I got a question for you. Hold on, don't talk to me. Hold on, hold on, please. Go ahead. You make me. I I got hair on my head, Mac. You make me want to pull it out for a second. Hold on. Uh huh. You called me up about a month ago and said that your doctor informed you that you don't need to be up listening to this show, that you need to go to sleep. Is that correct? Yes, I did. So why are you awake and calling me now? Because, let me answer the question. The Bills played, I got a change in my medication. Okay. And it's a long story that I know your callers don't want to hear. But just to tell you personally, tonight was it was emotional for me because I think this is really the end of the line for the Bills this season. Okay. And I had to stay up and take some medication and eat uh, with the medication. And I okay. said, well, maybe I'll hold on and call in okay. anyway just... because I wanted to give that different perspective well, about well, we appreciate the psychology that different pers- of sport. We appreciate that different so. perspective. I just want to Thank make you. sure that you, you are doing what's in the best interest of your health. Okay, Matt? I am, and I wanted Good. to give you a compliment. It's okay. You're very, very patient with your callers. I am. Because you have so many call, You have uh, quite a few callers that call in, and they're a little inebriated. Oh. And I'm like, how can you even understand what they're talking about? And your you, patience Matt. is just amazing to it me. It is, Matt. It me. is. And well, I you. commend you for that. Thank you. You Matt. have a good My night. Patience. And uh, wish the Bills well because I think this is uh, the okay. end of the line for that. All right. Get some rest. All right. As, uh, Thank you. I okay. will. I'm okay. going to sleep good right night. now. Okay. Good job. Hey, Marco Belletti, did you hear that? Uh, yes, I, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I got, she said I got patience. I wonder how she knows. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855 2124 CBS. I'm going to get to more of your calls before we have to roll out. But to get a full understanding of everything that's going on tonight in the world of sports, let's roll into a news flash. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I know before the break, I actually wanted to show love to someone acting or just performing in a positive way. That's C.J. Stroud in a Houston, Texas. Uh, C.J. Stroud on the season so far as a rookie. 15 touchdowns to only two interceptions. The Texans uh, beat Cincinnati, the Bengals, 30-27. The Texans have a surprising 5-4 and four record. First-year head coach, D'Amico Ryans, first-year quarterback in C.J. Stroud, and they have a nice base to, to build off of. I do want to show love to some other young players, not necessarily in the NFL. Uh, this evening, we learned that Corbin Carroll, who we saw participate in the World Series, and Gunnar Henderson of the Baltimore Orioles, they both won Rookie of the Year in the National League and American League, uh, respectively, and they both did it unanimously. Only the fifth time both league winners have been unanimous. And so we're going to hear a whole hell of a lot about Corbin Carroll moving into the future, and the same with Gunnar Henderson holding it down at short 
for the Baltimore Orioles. Let's get to some of your more let's get to more of your calls before we have to roll out. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go ahead and talk to Jack from Pittsburgh. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Jack. Hey, JR. Thanks for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. Sure. Hey, I just think the NFL is funny, man. <laughs> like, you, you look at the Buffalo Bills, who are at 5-5. Five and five. They got the Jets next up. And then after that, quite possibly the most brutal three-game stretch in the history of the league. And I think they're looking at the playoffs from the outside looking in. And then you've got my Steelers, who are 6-3 and three, somehow, some way. Uh, and I think that they have a pretty decent chance to make the playoffs based off of their remaining schedule. But if you ask me to pick, if hypothetically the Bills were playing the Steelers on Sunday, I'd pick the Bills by three touchdowns. I don't know. I, I just, I'll hang up and listen. I just think the NFL is funny in that way. Take care, my man. No, thank you so much, Jack. You know, we have, and this is what's good about this season. There's a lot of parity in the league. I mean, if you think about the, some of the teams, like is there a clear-cut favorite that you say, oh, my God, I want to take them? Yeah, you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Their offense is not as dynamic as it's been in previous years, but their defense has certainly stepped up to being one of the best in the league. But outside of them, is there a team that you look at and just go, damn, they just going to wipe the floor with everybody? You know, maybe after 20 years of the New England Patriots sitting at the top waiting to get knocked off every season, we finally are in a space where you go, yeah, we got good teams, but there's nobody that's head and shoulders way, 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 way above everybody else, and, and, and I'll certainly take it. And so, yeah, for me, the Buffalo Bills, I've looked at them all season long, and despite the turnovers and the injuries, I've always felt confident that they were going to get into the postseason and at least be competitive. You know, I, I put the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills in the same category. There's the Kansas City Chiefs there at the top, and then there's those next two teams that are, are waiting to jump over them. And now maybe you could put the Miami Dolphins in that same category with how they performed this season. Uh, but after tonight, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't have confidence in the Bills that, 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 that maybe, maybe they, they, they don't even get further than what they've done over the past few years. I think we'd be hard-pressed to see it. 855-212-4CBS. Chris is calling from Houston. Hey, JR. Uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Uh, I'm a long-time listener. I work nights, man. I just really appreciate your show, man. It's first-time caller. Uh, real quick, man, uh, just from a perspective of someone staying here in Houston, uh, Coach Ryan's and, and C.J. Stroud, man, it's, it's just like a breath of fresh air, man. You know, over the last few seasons, you know, we've all been witness to bad football, bad decisions, We've been a joke in the league, man. And in the span of a couple of months, uh, Coach Ryan's and this and this kid C.J. Stroud, man, it's, he's just turned the whole narrative of the Houston Texans around, man. Uh, uh, people are wearing they wearing their gear, and just like he said in one of the press conferences, he was like, "Man, y'all deserve y'all deserve to be able to wear your stuff with pride, without you know nobody laughing and joking and." And as as good as this kid is on the on the field, man, I really appreciate. It's just like he's saying all of the right things, man. I was like, wait a minute, how old is this kid again? So, uh, I'm just really excited to to have good football in Houston again, and uh, and hopefully it's just the beginning, and we can continue to build on this. 
so uh, you, around you him with good players. You don't I'm want sorry, go ahead, you, bro. You, you you don't want Bill O'Brien to come back and help the team. No, sir. No, sir. Okay. All right, just make it sure. Let, I'm going to let him do his thing in New England, man. <laughs> yeah, he had a good old time yelling at Mac Jones uh, out in Germany. That looked like a lot of fun. Man, it, don't don't get me started on him, man. Uh, you know what? It, yeah, I, it's, it's such a relief to not have to deal with that. Uh, <laughs> listen to, you know, his, his, his cynicism and snark remarks and, like, he always talked like he was the smartest one in the room, man, and you and you making the dumbest decisions. And, and yeah. it's just, you know, man, it's good to have good football here. I'm not going to take no more of your time so you can get some more of your callers, man. But keep on doing what you do and really enjoy the show, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Chris, for calling from Houston. And speaking of someone returning to Houston, he ain't returning to Houston. Uh, he's moving over from the bench seat to the big boys chair, the managerial position. Uh, Joe Espada, after spending six years as the bench coach uh, for the Houston Astros, he is now going to replace Dusty Baker as their manager. Rolando is calling from San Diego. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? How's it going? What it is? Oh, man. I just want to talk about the, the Charger game, man. It was uh, high-flying, exciting to watch. You know, a lot of points scored, a lot of big plays. Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen did well for me on my on my fantasy team. But uh, defense was uh, non-existent. It looked more more like a Pro Bowl game, man. I seen a lot of arm tackles. Nobody rallying to the to the ball. They they just were were right. making plays. It's, the Chargers. The Chargers. You not used the to Chargers. this. Yeah, the Chargers uh, spent the the third most in the league on defense, and their their players like Derwin James are not producing at all. And hey, well, do me a favor. Right where's uh, Where's Mr. J.C. Jackson at? What happened to him? Uh, I I think he got benched. Actually, um, no, I'm he's not, in I'm the not sure. He... They didn't even. Yes, they didn't even take him overseas because he doesn't show up to work on time. Yes. Yeah, so that, that that's a problem, man. And I, I put the blame on on, on the coach because uh, he's uh, he he's in charge and he does not have uh, Staley does not have command of the of the locker room. Well, I don't, I don't know, man. I think we, we somebody called Bill Cowher or, or Bill Belichick, somebody, man. We need somebody to motivate this team because yeah. they, they they were playing flat. I mean, uh, Justin but, Herbert and Keenan Allen were the only ones making plays pre- pretty much. Everybody Orlando, else was not playing I, well. I, yes, but this is this is every year for the Chargers. Every year, this predates Brandon Staley, and even when he's gone, uh, you know, I know you want to pluck Bill Cower off of television. He got a good job. He don't have to deal with nobody's criticism. He shows up for a couple hours on Sundays, and then he goes home to mind his damn business. If I were him, I wouldn't go anywhere close back to coaching. He's living the good life. Uh, but I hear you. Unfortunately, this is just uh, the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers uh, will, will give, give a little, give a lot, and then they'll, they'll give it up. I mean, whatever they put out there, it's, I mean, no shock or surprise that the Lions beat them 41 to 38 yesterday. It's just the Chargers. They, they, they never, they never lean one way or another. They're going to outscore you, and then they're going to give up a crap ton of points. And I agree with you. Brandon Staley is, is not the dude. Uh, hopefully, at some point, Justin Herbert uh, can, can get some help, man, because he, I think he's a good QB. You know, people will take a look at what he does, and he doesn't care, and so on and so forth. I think it's the structure around the dude. Eight five five two one two four CBS. John is calling from Rochester. 
Hey, JR. How are you? How you Go doing? Ahead. Hello? Yep, you're live on the radio. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm where you're at with the Bills, but I think they got a chance, you know, maybe to win the division. And in uh, a couple losses by the Dolphins and uh, – but if they lose to the Jets, they're done for the year. But I'm I'm really close to where you're at. And uh, but I called you, I called you uh, the first week when they lost to the Jets, and I told you Josh Allen's aggressing, and uh, he is. But I think it's because he 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 can't play that offense. I think coordinators got to go. I think Dorsey's got to go at the end of the year. Probably they're gonna ride it out with him, but. Uh, that's what I think's going on with Buffalo. He just can't deal with that offense. Okay. You know, I, I think there's more to it. Thank you, John, for calling from Rochester. I don't know if he has all the offensive help and weapons that, that he deserves, Josh Allen. I mean, if if, if Cook is going to be your, your feature back and then uh, Murray is supposed to be more of your goal line, jumbo package back, and Stephon Diggs is your best receiver – but then after that, I mean, am I trusting Gabe Davis to let the ball fly off of his hands? Uh, no, not really. They they got a lot of problems. Ralph is calling from Miami. Thank you for taking my card, Jay. And regarding to the Buffalo games, I feel like from the previous, like the previous caller said, I feel like the the coordinator got to go. I feel like he played too conservative for the Buffalo. Ever since I see that Miami game where he ran out of time, I always tell myself, yeah, he, this dude played too conservative. But my question for the night to you, it's just like I was looking at the game versus the Patriots, but I was ask, I was asking myself why did I understand he threw an interception? But when you in the situation when the game is on the line where you still have an opportunity to score, you think Mac Jones should have still given the opportunity? Man, I'm not no, I'm not I'm not mad at Belichick for putting Bailey Zappi out there. I mean Mac Jones. I mean before we saw Josh Allen throw 11 interceptions tonight, Mac Jones had the lead with 10. And so Mac Jones has been up, he's been down. Uh, he hasn't necessarily had the confidence of anybody. And so on a last chance, a last ditch to try to win something, I'm not mad at Bill Belichick for, for, for pulling him. I think all things considered, the rest of this year, we all know this is, this is cooked, this is done. Uh, the Patriots are, are done. And I wouldn't be shocked if we saw more Bailey Zappi uh, before the season is I done. Think we- you, I also Ralph, think I gotta, I'm up against I saw the when the, the show, owner Ralph. saw the final play, completely, like his head dropped, too. I think Mac Jones is completely done. Yeah, no, I, I think he's done. And thank you, Ralph, for, for calling up. I got to wrap things up here. Look, folks, it's been great hanging out with you tonight. Hey, Carlos, thank you so much for holding things down for Dave. Oh, it's always my pleasure, JR. No problem. My main man, Carlos Ortiz, holding it down in New York City on the boards. Look, the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, it's a wrap. I'm going to be back with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I know we're going to have more of an opportunity to talk NFL, get into more football, get into some basketball as well. Hopefully, we don't have to listen to Jim Harbaugh say that Michigan is America's team. And hopefully, hopefully there's no bad or terrible news between now and when I join you tomorrow. You can find me everywhere at JR Sport Brief. If you missed a minute or a second of the show, just hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. And me, I exist everywhere on the internet. I'm at JR Sport Brief. But don't move here on CBS Sports Radio because I'm gone. 
But Amy Lawrence is coming up next. Y'all be well, be safe, be cool, be smooth. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.